family meeting after 10. Welcome to Family Meeting, a Peaky Blinders podcast. I'm Amy Schneider. And I'm Kelly Anakin. And we're here with the finale. <gasps> it's the finale. That's right. It's like both like here too soon, but also, you know, good riddance Adrian Brody. <laughs> right. Again, we're assuming you've watched the whole episode. Yeah. He's gone. You're not just... Thank the fucking gods. <laughs> You're not just watching five minutes, then listening to our <laughs> podcast until it catches up, then watching the next five minutes. Look, if that's your jam, that's... I mean, hey, you That's do, on you, you but... Yeah. You gotta agree, it's not conventional. <laughs> we don't have to co-sign on that bullshit behavior. <laughs> I don't play by your rules. <laughs> so let's dive in. This is episode six, mm-hmm. season four, The Company. Yeah. I, what, do, what do you think this refers to? Uh, various companies. Yeah. The, the company you keep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's actually deeper than I was expecting. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, you know, Shelby Company Limited and punch me in the face. <laughs> These are all acceptable answers. <laughs> yeah. We see the boxing poster for mm-hmm. the match. Red right hand cover by somebody. Maybe this is the Iggy Pop one. I don't know. Well, I think this one I think was a female voice. Typical woman. <laughs> anyway, we see Goliath walking. We see Bonnie. What a ridiculous <laughs> pair of names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a real Bonnie and Goliath story. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> Killian is smoking. The crowd is excited. Title card. Yeah. Hey, did you know this show is called Peaky Blinders? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alfie walks up to Killian, who's backstage or whatever, and says that they're the I know. Like, everything is always a theater. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're backstage. <laughs> right. In the green room. In the wings. <laughs> yeah. So that they're both the same. They can't bear to watch a fight that's got rules. It's a good point, man. Yeah. This is when I was texting you, and I was just like, I don't get the point of boxing. If they're not going to kill each other, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> he asked Killian to imagine that he was born blind, and then one day he could see everything in the world, and he's had a revelation. He saw a house in Margate and asked himself, why doesn't just cash out, sell everything, and get this nice house? He said it's... And, that, and, and Killian's like, wait, are you really doing that? And he's like, yeah, I'm moving. I'm going to Margate. He says that the Americans are here now, and... Big, fuck, small. Yes. Just like in the boxing match that's going on, the Americans are big, and there's no point in fighting them. He says... He already knows who wins. He says that when he saw that house, it looked like heaven. Maybe I'll see you there. Meaning, <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nuance. Yeah. And then, and then he walks out, and as he's walking out, he just says, cheer up. And he is so great. God damn. <laughs> Round one. Arthur, typical Arthur, <laughs> is snorting some Tokyo. <laughs> yep. And Goliath is just wailing on Bonnie. Yeah. And Killian walks in, and it's the end of round one. Now, I wonder when Alfie Solomons is like, oh, we know big fucks small. Because uh-huh. Goliath is the bigger competitor. Right. But the Peaky Blinders are the bigger criminal organization. Well, that's true. So I feel, from my perspective, this fight could still go either way. Okay. Abalama Ding Dong gives uh, baby Bonnie, gold. baby yeah. gold, some advice in Romany. And Arthur is... <laughs> 
He's had too much Tokyo is what he's had. It's like, yes, he's an extra on Pee Wee's Playhouse over here. <laughs> and he doesn't like the look of Goliath's seconds. He says, they don't look that I look like fighting men. Yeah. And Killian's like, okay, they were strip searched. We are surrounded by soldiers. Can you just sit here until you start to come down? Yeah. Round two. <laughs> so Lizzie's in the bathroom checking her makeup. Polly comes in and asks what Tommy said. And Lizzie's like, yeah, I said we'd get a pension and a house. And Polly says, well, as the company treasurer, I will be questioning that expense. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the board will be fine with it. Yeah. Ada comes in and says that Bonnie's getting battered. That all of a sudden felt like Dr. Seuss for a second now. Bonnie's getting battered. Well, just call him Baby Gold and you'll feel better. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> call him Baby Gold. Call me in the morning. <laughs> well, Polly makes Lizzie tell Ada the news and Lizzie says that she's up the duff, which is interesting. And that is Tommy's. And Ada's like... Oh, well, that's what Arthur said about Linda. Oh, Linda got right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Ada says, makes Polly find out what whether it's a boy or a girl, which she does by going over and grabbing Lizzie's boob. And it's like, oh, it'll be a girl. Call her Ruby. She'll be a film star. <laughs> That's right. Ada congratulates her. Then Linda comes in, asks if there's spit on her back, because people are spitting out there <laughs> at this unlicensed boxing match. <laughs> They're licensed. Well, no, you're right. It's licensed. Yeah. But still. I mean, I don't know what that license is I worth. I just assume all boxing matches are somehow unlicensed. Well, then somebody figured out they could do licensing <laughs> and make a buck. Yeah. Then, so she goes over to the mirror, and I think Polly is like, oh, don't let us stop you doing what you came in here to do. So she does some Tokyo. Wow, yeah. Linda, you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> she she just she just read a self help thing that said it's important for couples to share interests. <laughs> well, and she says it's the only thing helping her, you know, deal with living in this shithole. <laughs> yeah. I'm also like, where did you meet Arthur, by the way? Because everybody knows your sinful Catholic mother. Yeah, yeah. People have really laid off Linda's mom, though. No, that's true. So you know, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy Catholic bitch. Um, I mean, they're all Catholic. Well, that's true. I mean, Linda may not be. Yeah, she I don't may know. have met the Reverend Billy Graham. <laughs> so Lizzie tells Linda that she's pregnant, and Linda asks, "Oh, do you know who the father is? Have you narrowed it down?" Rude. Yeah, not. She cool. hasn't been a prostitute for like such a long time, Linda. Yeah. So Lizzie's like, "Yeah, it's Tommy," and Polly says that Lizzie is now a real Shelby lady, just like Linda, who is still snorting Tokyo. Right. Also, I mean, she's not. Because he's not going to marry her. Yeah, I mean, but she's going to be the mother of a Shelby. Like, of a bastard Shelby. Well, I understand, but... I imagine he'll be the sort to raise his bastard as, as like, a legitimate child. I would imagine, yeah. He's and, an unconventional guy. <laughs> yeah, so as they head back, Polly tells Linda that if they spit on her, just spit back. <laughs> I, again, fewer monologues, except from Alfie Solomon's. Right. More horse bitch. Yeah. And more peaky women. Yes. They're so great together. They are so great. They call it like the uh, extraordinary meeting of the Shelby. Yes. Also, there's something I meant to say this in the last episode and I forgot when the scene between Alfie and Luca, like in the previous episode, in the previous episode. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go back and check because I'm not sure they're ever in the same shot together and I'm not sure they shot that scene together. Oh, yeah. I think they might have just shot Tom Hardy in that scene when he was available and then, yeah. That makes me so happy. I know. He's like, I'm not fucking being in a scene with that fucking cunt. Yeah. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I couldn't. Yeah, he you know, sexually assaulted Ali Barrett, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> this is your episodic reminder that Adrian Brody is a 
sexual assaulter. Right. And we hate him and his ugly, dumb face. Yes. And his ugly, dumb Marlon Brando impersonation. Yeah. I think we got that into every episode. We did. Excellent. That was my only goal (laughs) for this podcast. Yeah. The boxing continues. The bell rings. Baby gold. Damn it. Damn it, Amy. (laughs) You know how important notation is to this podcast. I do. Baby gold doesn't seem discouraged. And Abilama Ding Dong. (laughs) I just love it so much. Lama <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> we let's just take a moment. I think that's our best nickname ever. It's really good. To be perfectly honest. And I mean Abarama Gold right. is already pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yes. We had to go the extra mile. Uh much like the sky miles you earn when you use your Abarama Gold card. <sighs> it's everywhere you want to be. It's everywhere you don't want anyone to know you are. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Listen, it doesn't rhyme. It's all right. Abilama Ding Dong tells Baby Gold to just take Goliath. Yeah. And Arthur again says that the seconds don't know the fucking ropes. And Killian says it's just the pills talking. <laughs> and I'm like, what, you got pills now? Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. The ladies come back in and they cheer on Baby Gold and they're fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Lizzie also drinks some liquor in this scene. Yeah, which she like, said she wasn't going to. Yeah. Well, but you know, if you're like, I'm not, you know, only only beer and wine. And then you have some beer and wine. And then you're like, oh, liquor's probably fine. <laughs> and then hang over for five days. <laughs> Arthur sees one of the seconds leave and goes to follow him. And Killian is just like, Debit. I told you not to go into a dark, shadowy hall. Yeah. <laughs> we have one rule in the PD blinders. <laughs> in said dark, shadowy hall. Ooh. Arthur is pulling his gun and walking carefully. We see Baby Gold get knocked down. Oh, Baby Gold. Yeah. Ar- get up, Baby Gold. He does. I know. <laughs> Arthur's still I've, stalking. I've seen everything. Oh, my. <laughs> Wait, you've seen this episode? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of questions for you, Missy. <laughs> Baby Gold's on the ropes. Then the other second leaves, so Killian goes to follow him. Polly notices that their chairs are empty, so she starts to go looking for the two for Arthur and Tommy. We see Arthur again. Killian calls his name. Then a guy starts strangling Arthur, uh, like with the Garrett or whatever. And so his gun, like Arthur's gun, goes off, just like not pointing at anything. Which is lucky, though. Yeah, because it alerts Killian to his position. Right. So Arthur is, like, taken down to the ground. Then the guy goes to shoot him, but gets shot by Killian instead. And Arthur uh, really looks dead. Like, his eyes are open. And, like, mad respect. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fuck, you're going to kill John and Arthur? Yeah, I really, I thought, I I was convinced. I was, like, totally amazed. Yeah. And then Baby Gold finally starts pounding Goliath (laughs) in a not-at-all-subtle metaphor. (laughs) And knocks him down. And so Baby Gold wins! Woo! Well, it's hard to be happy about I Baby know. Gold winning when Arthur's dead, but yeah. we're going to try. Yeah. Polly walks down the hall and meets Killian, and he, you know, there's there's music, but no dialogue right. here, so not even Boogie Rock. It's That's right. too solemn a moment. <laughs> so he tells her about Arthur, and then he finds Finn and tells him, Arthur is dead. And then he tells Lizzie... And then actually Polly tells Linda yeah. and Lizzie has been told. So she's like coming over yeah. to like comfort mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Linda, which is awfully nice of her yeah. considering what Linda <laughs> just said. Right. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Very, very rude, Linda. Back in that hallway, Isaiah says that they have the other WAP. So Killian and Finn kick the shit out of him. It's nice for Isaiah to get to inflict the racism every now and again. <laughs> yeah. So they kick the shit out of him and then Killian tells Finn to take his fucking eyes. <gasps> I got so I didn't think they had razors in their hats anymore. I thought those days were over. Yeah, they've been packing the whole time. That's right. And so Finn is hesitates at first, but 
then he like he gets into oh it. Yeah. yeah he's he's like oh <laughs> now i see why this is the whole name of our gang this is awesome <laughs> so this is why people like violence <laughs> Still don't know why they like boxing. <laughs> Killian goes into the boxing room, fires into the air, and says to close the doors, and announces that his brother is dead. And then Charlie kind of grabs him. And he's like, dude, you can't keep all these people here. He's like, most of them didn't kill your brother. <laughs> right. Nearly all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically. And you know, one of them is dead. <laughs> right. So in Beham, there's a wagon, there's a fire in an empty room, and Ada watches. She is with Comrade Baby here. Oh, right. I assume yeah. she's with a random child, and well, I'm like, it, well, I guess this is your kid. Yeah. And well, I'm surprised Comrade Baby can stand to be with her after she's betrayed the revolution. <laughs> das wird dann, ja, Mama. <laughs> Go hang out with that Russian crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> the people are my mother now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> for all we've seen him, well, I yeah. think that's accurate. <laughs> so people are putting flowers on the wagon. So Arthur's also having a gypsy funeral. Yeah, yeah. And Killian walks through the fire factory. <laughs> uh, he has to go back to what he knows. And Polly just sits in the bedding office and answers the phone. And it's Michael calling. Mm-hmm. And she tells him there's been a change of plan and that Arthur's dead. And then immediately hangs up. Which I'm like, that's rude. Like, he didn't even, like, he's like, did he have a heart attack? Was he killed? What's going on? Like, uh, look, man, she's a busy lady. And I don't know, our phone taps a thing at I, this point? Yeah, actually, I don't, I don't know. know. That could be it. So, it's time for a family meeting. Family meeting. Polly greets Michael, who starts to say something to Tommy, his condolences-wise, but Polly says to not stop, words don't work, and Tommy has a plan. He always has a plan. He does. The plan is that Michael's going to New York, like, right now. Yeah, today. <laughs> In a half hour. Yeah. Michael asks if he'll be coming back from New York. Yeah, the, the, there's business there for him to take care of. And Tommy says, the train is leaving in an hour. Here's the information. And also, you made the choice not to tell me when you thought I was about to get shot. And, you know, but I like this scene because he's like, I chose my mom. Yeah. And Polly is like, this is the happiest we've ever seen Polly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people rarely choose Polly over Killian. <laughs> so, yeah. Killian hands him his tickets and he hits the door. Killian sits in his office and broods and then he calls America. We see Charlie pouring fuel on Arthur's wagon. Somebody's approaching. It's a woman. She's carrying a white flag. And, uh, oh, hey, it's Maj Hangreta. That's right. Hey. We were just talking about Look her. Look how Steve Knight took most of my ideas apart from <laughs> the casting of Adrian Brody yeah. and incorporated them into this show. Yeah. All after production had uh, ended. <laughs> no, it's impressive. But At any rate, she's she's a pretty hard sell, but yeah. they, they want to end the vendetta. Right. And she says, okay, the vendetta is one. Uh, we want it the chain Gretas, and they will take everything the shelbys have or luke is gonna kill all of them and killing him's like uh yeah okay the yeah. vendetta's one and i was like whoa yeah but i was like i don't like maybe they're all gonna go to new york and like start a new life under the sea <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's no cats there so <laughs> and the streets are filled with cheese yeah so in some basement and it's, it's alfie's cellar mm-hmm. he Luca walks in and shouts for Alfie and says that he's there to buy his business. No response from Alfie. Well, but the stooge, right, mustachio stooge, yeah. notices there's a grenade there, uh-huh. and uh, so it looks like he's already skipped town. Mm-hmm. And just you know, if they open the door, uh, you know, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite parse what that was. Oh, so I that, did. I see. Uh, Luca says that. Well, this is all his now. I'm good for two things: spotting hound's tooth and spotting grenades. <laughs> 
They're more similar than you'd think. <laughs> no, that's true. So Killian walks into the betting parlor, signs a bunch of papers. Uh, Lizzie barges in without knocking and asks why he doesn't visit. So she's in her, you know, house of bastard. Right. <laughs> Killian says he's been busy preparing for Luca to come take over their operation, like he has with Alfie and the Sabinis and the Titanics, who I think that was an early doo-wop group. I oh, think. yeah. They had yeah. that that hint. Uh, is that a gun in your pocket or <laughs> doo-wop see me? <laughs> Jack Dawson and the Titanics. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all I want out of life now. Thank you for helping me set the bar so very low. Yeah, and Killian says that they're going to let him take at his distillery. Boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> I did like this one recap was calling him like a craft distiller. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. You know, like that one we went to. <laughs> yeah. He looks at some gin and he has actually made part of the marketing what Alfie Solomons said to him. Yeah. Distilled for the eradication of seemingly incurable sadness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, liquor packaging laws were much different back then. Oh, sure. I, I don't think you could do that now. Cocaine was legal. <laughs> I was walking past a, you know, medical marijuana, uh-huh. you know, certifying thing, which I guess, oof. Yeah. I hope those people had some offshore accounts. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, like, remember, like, every every drug has been, like, medically fine. Like, you yeah. know, doctors would be like, oh, you're tired? Here's some cocaine. That's right. What a great idea. I've been doing it every day. <laughs> you're cranky? Have a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Luca comes in with a lot of backup. There's, like, three stooges. <laughs> inaccurate i think there might be four of them i think there were so there's three plus the mustache (laughs) that was not intentional i know (laughs) he you know brought all the papers and he says you know he would have killed him anyway but it would be worse for killian to live and i'm like yeah you should have known that from the get-go yeah don't tell them about your dumb vendetta (laughs) kill everyone but killian bada bing bada boom yeah also i remembered why they killed Pa Changretta, mm-hmm. it was because one of the Changretta henchmen is the one who shot Grace. And I right. cannot believe they have not discussed that at all. Yeah. Like, you'd think at least somebody would be like, uh, why are they mad at us? <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be handy. Oh, well. Or why did we kill that guy? <laughs> <sighs> you know. <laughs> No crying over spilled blood. <laughs> he takes a gun off of Killian and searches Polly's breast. I hate you so much. I yeah. cannot wait for you to die in like mm-hmm. five minutes. He hands Killian a pen and says to sign all the papers on his knees. And then he flips the table. And it's like he switches for a second from doing a Brando impression to doing a Pacino impression. Ah, oh, well, God. that was, you know, what happened to Al Pacino. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and Killian says... Well, Killian starts doing a standard. I'm also. I will also mm-hmm. accept series-ending Killian monologues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That's fine. Yeah. So he says, "Okay, big fuck small. You know, pour one out for Alfie Solomon, yep. off in his mansion in in Margate." <laughs> And he said he had to find somebody bigger than Luca, so we found another family, as well as a young upstart named Alphonse Capone. His <laughs> old timey people didn't know stuff. Yep. He's like he was booked on another show. Boardwalk Empire. (laughs) But we talked to him anyway. So he points out that all of Luca's blood relatives are dead, and all of his backup only works for the highest bidder, so he bought them out. And even Mateo, a.k.a. Mustache Stooge, flipped. Yeah. 
Luca goes to shoot Killian and they start fighting and then Arthur walks in. What? I was genuinely shocked. I was too. And this is another, I was like, am I mad at you? I can't be mad at you, Steve Knight. I know. Here's the thing I would say. The thing that like, the only thing about this that I felt like a little, little off was like the way Arthur's eyes were open, like, Look, like, I think we preserve the ambiguity because we never saw his body in the wagon. Right. I mean, that's true. And I did think I, I did think L- L- Linda was kind of stoic about it. Yeah. Considering how much no, that's you know, true. Tokyo she was on. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I mean, it was it was you know what it was a cheapish trick, but executed you know well what, enough. Man, that... This show is all as you said. Yeah. It's all cheap tricks from yeah. the get go. Yeah. It's all about cheap tricks and how much money you can make pulling them. Yeah, and I mean, and. The best part is, it means we still get Arthur. Which is, I I was going to be so devastated. I was too, yeah. I love Paul Anderson. Uh Uh-huh. I even bothered to remember his name. I know. I never do that. I know. Anyway, there's a flashback to Killian telling Polly that Arthur's okay, but they needed to make everybody believe he was dead and not to tell anybody except Linda, which I thought showed tremendous personal growth (laughs) on Killian's part from the previous year when he sold out his whole family without telling anybody, (laughs) and they were not happy about it. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were very upset. <laughs> Arthur shoots Luca in the head. So, hey, everybody got what they wanted. Yeah. Arthur got to shoot Luca. Killian got to save his business. And we don't have to look at Adrian Brody next season. Woo! I wonder if they killed Ma Changreta, too. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, and they he- didn't feel the need to kill her before. I don't know. Whatever. So, Killian tells, I think he tells Mateo yeah. that Michael will make the deal for him in New York City. The whole thing is, everything is hinging right. on the sale of liquor during Prohibition. Yeah, and it's basically, like, the deal was these other families would like to move in to his mm-hmm. to Changreta territory, but if they try and target him in New York, then it becomes a whole gang yeah. war. Whereas, like, if Luca just gets himself killed by some, you know, shitbag in Birmingham. So, basically, I think all this started before they even got the black hand. Mm. Or did it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, at some point early on, like, this has yeah. been, this has all been percolating for a while. Well, I mean, they've anyway known the, they've known the lay of the land in New York because they've been doing business right. there, so. Even though I thought it was Boston. Well... Anyway, Arthur says... They can't tell the difference in England. <laughs> Can I finish? Arthur says, Don't fuck with the Peaky Blinders! <laughs> oh, so great! Oh, so happy! Who would say that if he was dead? Finn? <laughs> That's a good point. He would not be convincing. And I mean, Killian would just be like, Don't fuck with the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and Michael would somehow be unconvincing. My, I don't believe anything. I don't yeah, think... Uh, look, yeah. he wanted to stay in a hotel. <laughs> Fuck that dude. I like hotels. Everyone likes hotels, <laughs> but you're not a Romany crime lord. Oh, right. I always forget that. Well, you choose fruit, you live with fruit. <laughs> Guess I need to stop blinding people. <laughs> I don't stop that. <laughs> it's the only reason we have all these listeners. <laughs> Our notoriety. <laughs> right, and they can't watch television anymore because we blinded them, so... Well, we don't blind... We only blind the people that don't listen to the podcast. Also, if there's any members of law enforcement listening, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, we, I have never blinded anyone. It is true. Yeah, except with my dazzling beauty. <laughs> um, fancy party! Ooh. Yeah, the whole blinder family is there. And, and the housekeeper. And the housekeeper hanging out. Mrs. What's-her-name. Yeah. Not to be confused with Miss What's-her-name. <laughs> Right. Let's move on. Killian gives a speech saying that the last time they were all there, it ended badly. Did it ever? That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. But now they're in a happier place. 
And Arthur also has something to say. I got something to say. (laughs) He announces that Arthur Shelby is dead, and therefore he's been offered a new identity, but I ain't going fucking anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you, Arthur. Yeah. I think narratively that makes less sense, but hey, (laughs) I want you to stick around. (laughs) Yeah. All their enemies are dead, and for the first time since they enlisted with the Warwickshire Yeomanry or whatever, they have peace. And he proposes that everybody needs to insist that Killian takes a holiday and chill out for a minute. And they all toast to peace. Ah, this is the end of the episode. (laughs) What? (laughs) Killian's walking on a beach. I was like, oh, I guess he did take a vacation. But no. Yeah. Alfie's there. With a dog. With a dog. And he asks him to keep the dog out of it. The dog's named Cyril. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Killian says, and this is kind of weak. I'm yeah. Like, come on, after all you've been through together, you're pulling out this hoary old chestnut. Yeah. And he's like, I told you that one day I will kill you for business or bad blood. And Alfie's like, well, I don't go to business anymore, so I guess it's bad blood. Yeah. And uh, Alfie says he's unarmed and he wants them to look after the dog. <laughs> they would prefer that he not be killed in front of the dog because he's going to be a wreck. Yeah. Which is true. <sighs> Don't get me started on dogs. I won't. And he says he's he's unarmed. All he's got is cancer. Riddled with it, might. And I'm like, really? But I mean, that makes sense. It explains part of the eczema. Yep. And so he goes on telling him... Uh, About the cancer. And yeah. Like, it's and like, oh, just, I maybe got her from the gas in the war. And and Killian's saying, you know, look at me. Look yeah. at me. And, and, and like, man, it just sucks to have to kill like the one person you respect. Yeah. I mean, I realize that's what the whole Sith thing is about. <laughs> Alfie does not look at him, but he does shoot at him. It turns out he wasn't unarmed. Yeah. Which makes me want, I'm like, did you did you have cancer at all? Like, I don't understand, but we're never going to get any clarity. No. Because he is... <sighs> yeah. He's... Is he... Steve Knight? <laughs> I know. But I know his... I know it's very hard to work this show into his very busy <laughs> schedule, but... Couldn't you just leave it for when he's less successful? <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Killian gets up and walks away, and he doesn't take the dog, and the dog is out nuzzling Alfie. Yeah. I can't ha- I don't know why this bothers me more than actual humans. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, because if it was a baby, oh, well, boy, yeah. there really shouldn't have been a baby there. <laughs> yeah, we can be happy about that, at least. Anyway, the dog uh, The dog is, as promised, yeah. a wreck. Yeah. But Killian doesn't care. He's been shot in the arm. Yeah, like he got a. He was great. Oh, it's a flesh wound. Yeah, basically. Anyway, yeah. R.I.P. Alfie Solomons. Yeah, you are literally the best character in all of television history. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I don't know when I've enjoyed. Yeah. Anything as much as I've enjoyed Alfie Solomons. Every fucking scene. Every like every line. Right down to the end here. Oh my god! Just really yeah. well done, everybody. Yeah. So yeah, moment of silence. Uh, cut to three months later. Vegas. <laughs> JK. <laughs> the Shelbys are going to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, if it was on American TV, that would be true. <laughs> At a golf course, Killian steps up to the tee and then hurls his driver down the fairway. That's how I felt when my mom kept trying to, like, my mom kept trying to, like, do the thing where she, like, duct tape golf clubs to my hands to get a scholarship to college and i was like but i hate this yeah and i'm no good at it and i'm 14 already like it's too late yeah i was just like i don't think you understand the rules of golf killian (laughs) um well he doesn't like any game with rules yeah yeah that's true radiohead playing pyramid song which Mm -hmm. i thought they used in a previous episode 
Did they use it when he was... No, that was David Bowie that they used when he was dead, I think, briefly. I thought they'd only used it in the end of last year. They did, and, and that now. was um, that one about chewing the fat. I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's not called A Wolf at the Door, but it's uh, like... Yeah. Anyway, you, you, you all know... Life in a Glass House. Yes, yes, yeah. I was like, how embarrassing for us if we <laughs> don't know the name of that song. I know. So Killian's sitting by a pond, hears some gunshots and like takes cover, but it's just some people hunting. At home, he is drinking. This is another this is another rough yeah. uh, too close to I, home Kelly Anakin scene. I had a feeling that it was. Yeah. yeah, I did not pay a ton of attention here. Yeah. So the housekeeper says that she should call a doctor to come look at him, or at least Polly. But Killian says, no, I know what just this, I, just, I know what this is. It's just myself talking to myself about myself. Then we cut to the night and he is like stumbling drunk. Like we've maybe never seen him this fucked up. Yeah, maybe not. Like uh, he's approaching Arthur levels of not okay. <laughs> yeah. Baby Charlie comes in and sees him and then the housekeeper takes baby Charlie away. My question is, where's his nanny? Oh. What the fuck, Charlie? <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. So then we see Polly sitting with Killian, who went to a doctor on his behalf, and he says, I'm not sick. <laughs> Polly suggests, uh, maybe it could be the alcohol. <laughs> and he's like, it's not the alcohol. My gin is fantastic. <laughs> it's medically approved. <laughs> For an ineradicable sadness. <laughs> anyway, he says he thinks it's something wrong with him, something in his bones, and... Lizzie wants to see him, but he doesn't want to see Lizzie. Right. Typical. I mean, so, you know, nothing is different here. Yeah. And Polly says that, you know, basically, you know, she's the same way as Killian and that maybe it's in their blood. So I think what we're referring to here is some sort of uh, mental illness Mm -hmm. that is hereditary. Well, that's one way of looking at it. (sighs) It's possible. His his moods are so controlled. Mm -hmm. It seems unlikely that he's bipolar. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Arthur, I would totally buy yeah. a bipolar diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Killian might just be major depressive disorder and right. post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Whereas Polly's opinion is that it's because they live between the living and the dead. Well, and, that's uh, her answer for everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, but no, but also what she's saying when she's like, they shake hands with devils. Right. You know, they think it's them against the world and they have mm-hmm. to go up against these horrible people. And then mm-hmm. that means that they themselves have to do horrible things mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, where does it end? Yeah. Yeah. So we see Killian brooding out his home office window and then he puts on his jacket and tie and Francis, the housekeeper, says that he should be resting. But he says that there's no rest for him in this world. <gasps> I used to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Now all I do is rest. <laughs> Hashtag please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur is working in the bedding parlor. That feels like a first. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe he used to. Maybe, yeah. He welcomes Tommy back and asks what the plan is. And Tommy walks through the factory and he tells Devlin to give Jesse Eden something, a note from him. And then that's the last job he'll do. He can finally go back to <laughs> Glasgow with his family who are like, um, <laughs> who are you guys again? <laughs> Polly walks into the office with some things to sign, and they agree that he did shake hands with the devil and has moved on. Yeah, it was Adrian Brody. <laughs> and Tommy says that he's had an idea, and Polly says, oh, fuck. Correct answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, just because you can't handle vacation doesn't mean the rest of your family can't. <laughs> Like, and your ideas tend to mean people do stuff against their will. Yeah. Jesse Eden reads the note 
And, you know, he he says that things must change. The general strike is holding and he asks for a meeting. So she walks into the Art Deco office. Yeah. Killian kisses her and he says he wants to help the good old cause. <laughs> and she says that she'll arrange a meeting, but he says he needs a name and a number. Jesse Eden, quit thinking with your pussy girl. Yeah. This is spy shit 101. Well, how do you think he's going to stop the revolution with his cock? Like, this is... I know, but is she really that... Dumb. I mean, yes, because what happens is she says Casey Douglas is in contact with London and Moscow. Mm-hmm. He calls and hands her the phone. And then that night they fuck. Yeah, finally, they do. Um, but you know what? I really could have gone this whole season without him fucking her. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I like seeing Killian fuck things. Oh, yeah. And people. <laughs> right. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't think she sells them out without this, you know, yeah, yeah. semi-emotional investment. So I yeah. think they handled it pretty well. But I'm like, ah. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was. But pretty... you know, I mean, you know, she got to do some stuff acting wise. So yeah, good that's for her. true. That's true. Too uh, bad about those clothes, though. <laughs> <laughs> so back in that government office from the beginning of the season, the guy says that he wasn't sure that Killian could deliver, but Killian says that he has contacted a Soviet agent in the Communist Party, and that he can be very useful to them. Like with his influence, he can shape the organization and undermine it. Uh, <laughs> No, keep talking. So the guy asks what he wants. He's like, oh, what, do you want to be knighted now? And he says, uh, no, here, I've got it all written up to send to Churchill, who thinks very highly of me. And the guy looks at his request and is shocked. His brass balls, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Then we get uh, some folk music. Mm-hmm. So we've eschewed the boogie rock in yeah. favor of the revolution. And it is a cover of Hard Rain Gonna Fall. I don't know what that is. It's a Dylan song. Oh, uh, aren't they all? <laughs> and we see all the Shelby women w- walking to a polling place and mm-hmm. voting for Tommy Shelby, <laughs> yep. who wins in a landslide. <laughs> well, but in part, he's running for labor. Right, right. And so, you know, yeah. a, a bunch of the other people were, were third-party candidates. Yeah, one would imagine this was a safe borough for uh, labor. They they come out of where they've announced the win- the winnings. <laughs> yes. And Lizzie's out there holding the baby. Yeah. Who is in fact a girl? Yes. and I'm very curious if they've named her Ruby, yeah. so she can be a film star. <laughs> and you know, Tommy grabs the baby and walks out with Lizzie. And I tried to look at her finger to see if he married her, because mm. you know, being yeah. an MP now, right? Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be a true. bad idea to have a wife. Yeah. And Jesse Eden looks disturbed by this. Yeah. And I'm like, did you really think that this crooked crime lord was going <laughs> to be faithful to you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's it. And I, I will say that very ending development uh, took me by surprise. It took me by surprise, which I really think is what this show does best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think apart from the fact that I hated Adrian Brody's performance, this wound up actually being a great season. It was, it was, I don't know, it was... I think there was a couple of stuff in the early going that I didn't care for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I leaned just... into the Abilama ding-dong of it yeah, all. and that helped. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it really was just so poisoned by having, you know, the big bad be so unlikable. And so, <sighs> like, well, because that's what has been so great about Alfie Solomons. Mm-hmm. He was one of the big bads. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, obviously, you know, that's what you do. Also, right. where the hell is Noah Taylor? <laughs> what, what's he got that's so important? <laughs> Can't fucking show up and be Sabini. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, I would have, again. Yeah. 
I would have brought Macha and Greta back so much earlier. Uh-huh. I would have had Sabini in the yeah. mix being like, "You, but he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> uh, and just no Adrian Brody. Just yeah. none. Yeah. But, but but otherwise, yeah. You know, Abelab yeah, and, and they Dog, really, the whole boxing They really just fun. threw us a bone with horse bitch, which I support. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'll take I'll take any flimsy excuse for horse bitch to show up. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the end of another season of Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Possibly the second to last one. Yeah, so I'm gonna miss it. Oh, I know, me too. I'm just I'm curious how the timeline stacks up because Steve Knight, as we have discussed, right, very much on record wanting to take it all the way up to World War II. Although maybe that's what they'll do with the musical that's apparently being <laughs> right. God. So who knows? I need to send Steve Knight a copy of that book about Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark <laughs> and be like, don't go here. No matter what Bono says. <laughs> So I guess we'll be back, yeah. you know, next year or whenever it is. Whenever it gets yeah. together, yeah. By order of the Peaky Blinders.